This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. Our usual host is Coach Charlie Melton, ASE Certified Master Technician. I'm Liz Gill. Today, while Coach is out, we've invited Mike Flood from the Mississippi Department of Transportation to join us to tell us what's up with MDOT. So bring on the suggestions questions uh, like uh, when is Highway 49 going to be finished and uh, I'm new what's ContraFlow what's coming up for Crystal Springs going through MDOT's webpage is there's just so much information to to know about things I didn't even have any idea about we're coming up on hurricane season so there may be some new folks who need to know what to expect about hurricanes there's an app everybody's got an app but the MDOT app is extra special it is so fun to you can uh, creep on uh, your neighbors and find out what's going on we're going to welcome Mike Flood from MDOT to the show. Coach is off on vacation today, so we're going to learn all about the Mississippi Department of Transportation and what's going on with them. Hi, Mike. How's it going, Liz? Thanks for having me on again today. Oh, well, we're so glad to have you because you're our guy with all the information. Now, the one thing everybody in the uh, Jackson, um, uh, the Hines County, and uh, Rankin County want to know is what's the update on 49? All right, I got a, I got a good update for you again on 49. Um, I spoke with the project engineer this morning. We were out there yesterday afternoon, and they're making significant headway. Um, we're in the final stages now, so um, you know this is the this is the final home stretch of the project. I mean, we're in to we're down to the last few months, so uh, they're putting down some surface lift. Um, and tying in all of the roads in the area, you know, that, that need to be tied into 49. That's what we were out there yesterday looking at. And uh, and then so really the only other work left is just going to be some striping and putting up those, uh, you know, those standard road signs that you'll see up. And uh, and then the permanent signals, um, all of those are up and running for the exception of Cross Park, which uh, which should be finished soon. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's really smooth. It looks great. It's beautiful. It's nice and shiny. And, uh tons of space yeah i mean if you haven't driven it in a while and you and you drive it soon it's not even gonna look like the same stretch of roadway to you because instead of being crammed in there in just a little space it's just nice wide open roadway now so it's going to make for a much safer and uh easier commute for everyone driving through jackson driving in jackson you know driving you know from richland to to florence it's just it's going to benefit everyone so it's been a journey and we appreciate uh everyone letting us get it done safely and quickly as possible well, this has been a, a big deal to everyone in central Mississippi, but what else, what other big projects maybe like this are going on? Are folks on the coast keeping their eyes on anything, or is there anything going on in the South Haven, DeSoto County area that uh, folks might want to know about? Absolutely. We've got, uh, so this time of year, it's a big, um, we're entering our maintenance and mowing season. So, um, you know, there's projects, big construction projects taking place all over the state. Um, you can read about those at goem.com. But uh, the main thing I wanted to mention is our, it, we're going into mowing and maintenance season. So, um, you know, your grass is growing, everybody's grass is, is growing right now, and the weeds are coming sprouting up. So, 
um, be on the lookout for our crews, please. Um, you know, we're going to have there'll, there'll maybe some lane closures that you come up on. Um, and, and this is all over the whole state, not just in Jackson or not just on the coast. I mean, this is all over. So any, anywhere you're at in Mississippi, we're going to be doing, uh, you know, a lot of maintenance operations. So, um, you know, it just, yeah, that time of year. So please be mindful. Uh, you know, April was uh, early, a couple of weeks ago. We had our work zone awareness week. So we uh, appreciated you guys having us on that week and reminding everyone about the importance of uh, road safety. Um, we don't want to add any more worker uh, names to our uh, worker memorial. So um, we've got just under 50 names on there now, and uh, we do not want to hit that number. So um, yeah, please keep an eye out for them. Uh, you know, it, it's for your own safety as well. 80% of uh, workplace fatalities, over 80% of work uh, zone fatalities are to the driver or passenger. So uh, keep that in mind. It's for your safety as well. We just want everyone getting home safe at the end of the day. So two things I want to comment about what you said. When With the mowing, do you all ever take suggestions on what not to mow? Because, oh, the red clover, the crimson clover is so pretty. Don't mow that yet. Or, you know, some other wildflowers that are in bloom. We do. We do. We have uh, there are several uh, types of plants and flowers that uh, that we will typically, you know, if uh, if, if desired, if, if we're asked about it enough, we, you know, we'll, we'll avoid mowing those. I mean, you know, Mississippi is such a beautiful state and it's such a lush state that we have. Uh, we're fortunate enough to have a lot of beautiful plants and flowers that grow here. So, yes, we do keep that in mind. Um, you know, eventually you get to a point in the summer where it has to be cut. But uh, but yes, we uh, yeah, that's that's something that we we are cognizant of and we keep in mind when during these mowing operations. Um, you know, we have six districts in the state, and they're all they're all kind of handled differently. Mowing's handled differently in all of them. Really, in every county, it's handled differently. So, um, you know, it's just uh, it's it's a it's a it's a big big program that we do. You know, throughout the whole state. Um, but when it comes to mowing, the the big problem is the litter. So, um, you know. <laughs> I don't want to get off on a litter tangent here, but this is something I'm very passionate about. Everyone at Inbound is, um, you know, please don't litter. It's it just it's it makes our beautiful state look ugly, and uh, you know, um, and it, and it really it really messes with our mowers and our mowing schedule because, you know, some of that litter gets run over. They pick up as much as they can before they mow, but unfortunately, some does get missed. And uh, I mean, you can just imagine the mess it makes, you know, um, mowing over litter. So. Uh, it's a $3 million problem a year that Mississippi spends on litter removal. And, uh, you know, it, it's just, it's a major problem in a lot of our metro areas, uh, specifically in Jackson, you know, so we just, um, yeah, we just, we're, we're doing all we can to educate and inspire folks not to litter, but it, it, it really begins and ends with the person that litters. So, um, you know, we, we want to combat the problem as, as much as we can. No, litter is not a tangent. That's why we've got you on the show today. We've got Mike Flood, who's in today. Coach Charlie is on vacation, so we won't be taking car repair questions, but we would love for you to call in with your questions or email in with your questions about MDOT. Send us your emails, auto at mpbonline.org. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio.
Join us each week for Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We have an IT expert, a computer repair ace, and we troubleshoot your problems on the phones as well. Everyday Tech, Wednesdays at 10 on MPB Think Radio. Download the podcast now or listen on YouTube on the MPB Think Radio channel. You're listening to AutoCorrect. I am Liz Gill. Now, if you want to find even more AutoCorrect, I hope you'll listen to our podcast on all podcasting platforms for your smart device. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. Let's do our recalls for the week now. We've got a, qu- a couple of them. The 2020 and 21 F-150 pickup trucks, Expedition SUVs, and Navigator SUVs from Ford's Link- Link- Luxury Blend. <laughs> brand Lincoln plus uh, 20 and 22 Ford Super Duty F250s F350s F450s and F550 I didn't even know they made a 550 truck the windshield wiper arm could break and cause the windshield wipers to fail reducing visibility in certain driving conditions increasing the risk for a crash also the 2015 15s wow Buick Enclaves Traverses and a Acadias are have a front airbag inflator, which may explode during deployment due to a manufacturing defect. And also 2015, that must have been a bad year for making vehicles. Ford Escapes are being recalled for a roll-away risk. Hmm. You can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website, nhtsa.gov slash recall, put in your VIN number, or find their Safer Car app. Our great coach Charlie is taking a much-needed vacation with the missus, and we've got MDOT's Mike Flood. He's answering our transportation questions. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. Now, let's spend a little bit more time talking about litter. Do you think it's folks who have things in the bed of their truck or they drove off with their coffee cup on the roof of the car? Or is it people who actually throw things out the window? Well, uh, you, you said it all. It's it's, uh, it's all of those, um, you know, and uh, being at MDOT, you know, we hear the calls from the public. Um, you know, we get these calls um, about litter and, uh, you know, it, a lot of people are upset about litter, as we all are as well. So uh, Mississippi is just such a beautiful place. And, uh, you know, we we just we, we get it. You know, we, we don't want litter as well. Um, you know, Commissioner Simmons, specifically in the Central District, he has done a lot to combat this problem. Um, he's speaking with the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Foundation today at lunch. So he'll be he'll be speaking with them and he's 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 worked really closely with them local law enforcement to enforce this uh he commissioned he committed additional funding last year i think over one hundred thirty thousand dollars to do contract with individuals to help pick up trash during these times and uh you know um we all know that this doesn't eliminate the problem because uh the citizens and commuters that travel the highways you know leave all kinds of garbage in their trucks that will fly out like you mentioned you know fast food wrappers all the way from that to refrigerators and mattresses i mean we've we've seen it all so it's it's a serious problem and 
we're going to keep finding you know innovative cost-effective ways to address it we're writing commissioner simmons is him and his staff have written letters to local law enforcement officials uh in the judicial system encouraging them to enforce these laws so and follow through on these citations so you know he's working with pastors in jackson uh throughout the area to, to gather men and and you know volunteer to keep this beautiful by picking up these uh highways and he talked with the mayor about getting some local law enforcement support so We've also got our yearly trash bashes all over the state that, you know, uh, help support this effort. So it's a very hard working and, uh, you know, it, it can feel defeating at times, but uh, our MDOT litter coordinators work really hard. Um, we, East District has a litter coordinator that works closely with KMB, Keep Mississippi Beautiful Affiliates um, across the state. So uh, we, we do hear the calls, we get the calls, we get the reports, um, you know, but, but and more importantly, it's a safety issue. So something that comes off the back of a truck, uh, you know, like a fridge or mattress or something like that can be very harmful to, to drivers on the side of an interstate. So uh, that's why it's really important, you know, although it seems like we're, it's a demoralizing and losing battle, but it's one that we're not going to stop fighting. Well, I just Googled Mississippi Trash Bash. This is, this is great. There's events from March 17th through May 12th for folks to get involved with in, in their area, or is this just to be made aware of? So yes, uh, we, we have volunteer programs. Um, Trash Bash is one of them. Uh, we, we do one in each district. Uh, I know in our district three, the other, I covered districts three and five, and the district three is the um, western part of the state along the Mississippi River. Um, they picked up 629 bags of trash um, uh, at the end of March. So uh, yeah, these trash bashes are huge and we time them at the right time of year, when, you know, before the spring and or during the spring when stuff starts sprouting up. and. You know, we just, we, everyone that works at MDOT has such a passionate feeling for litter and keeping, you know, trash off of our roadways. And uh, yeah, the public can, can, can find ways to help as well. They can adopt highways. We have an adopt a highway program that essentially lets you adopt a certain stretch of roadway. Um, the state will supply you with, you know, litter removal, uh, you know, uh, supplies and equipment and that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, and, and show you how to do it safely. So that's a good pro. That's probably our, our, our best, uh, you know, program for the public to, to lean on is the adopt a highway program. There's a website out there for it. Um, you know, it's just Google Mississippi adopt a highway program and you can find more info. Well, we'll definitely have a link to that, and a lot of times those groups will get a sign so they're famous or infamous if they don't do their job. So we'll have information for that on this show's webpage. We do have a call. Let's go to Waynesboro and speak with Barbara. Barbara, we're glad you've called in to autocorrect today when we've got Mike Flood from MDOT answering our questions. What's your comment or question? Yes, ma'am. I just had a question about the Kogan grass management. Um, I, I know in our county, it, it's just it's such an invasive grass. And yesterday, I went to Southern Wayne County, and along 45 South, I mean, it, it, it is just everywhere. And we always laugh when it's cutting season because it gets cut instead of poisoned. And I was just wondering, I mean, who is responsible for managing this invasive grass? Because it is a huge problem. 
It is. You, you said it uh, spot on. Um, well, it depends on where it is uh, as far as who's responsible for it. Uh, if it is along our highways, um, yes, MDOT, we're, we're on the front lines. Uh, and, and, uh, and you're right, it is a very invasive uh, species of plant. So uh, in MDOT, we're on the front lines in the fight against Kogon grass. Um, you know, uh, the, the, it's a type of invasive plant that grows quickly in the spring and produces like a white tipped seed head. And, uh, you know, if our mowers cut a patch of that while the seed heads are present, thousands of seeds would be scattered, you know, by the blades and carried in the wind. So some, uh, some seeds attach to the equipment as well and uh, to be transported to other sites. So to help slow the spread, our mowing crews, and they're not really active when some of these seed heads are present in April and May. Um, that's what I was kind of uh, getting at when I mentioned that we, you know, strategically mow, um, you know, uh, certain times of year. So uh, we've got other invasive species like uh, Johnson grass that, you know, can grow really tall and block sight lines that, that can become an issue. So um, even, you know, when outside of like the swath cutting, chemical controls have to be used sometimes. So, uh, you know, to help minimize these costs, MDOT does regularly research our best practices, including, you know, attracting and cultivating the native species of the plants. and. Uh, you know, um, according, we saw one study that uh, native plants do not have to grow to a height of affecting sight lines and require less mowing. So that's the kind of, you know, research that we've got crews looking into here at MDOT. And, uh, you know, less mowing, it also limits the growth of a tender new vegetation that attracts deer. So, um, you know, over, over the next several months, you can definitely expect to see a lot of tractors and equipment operators, you know, crisscrossing on the roadside. So just be sure to give them space uh, so we can keep Mississippi clean and keep you moving forward. Well, you, you know, it, like I say, this, this grass is, um, well, I mean, I know like in my pasture, I fight it, but I can't fight it on the highway, you know? Right. Um, That's right. You're exactly right. So. Thank you, Barbara. We appreciate you calling in. Let's go to Mobile and speak with Mikey now. Mikey, we're glad you've called in. What's your comment for Mike Flood from MDOT? Um, uh the litter thing. Um, I don't understand why people can go into a store, and particularly a convenience store, and get something in a plastic bag that they can't put back in their vehicle with them. Um, uh, I mean, even if it's a truck, you know, you can t you can tie it, or you can have a, spe a specified way to you know get it to the proper disposal venue Absolutely. and that's basically it <laughs> you sing it mikey yeah uh we I, I personally don't smoke and you know that's someone's choice if they choose to do that but if you choose to do that i don't know why you throw cigarette butts i love me some gum but i you know try to keep my gum wrappers and my gum and dispose of them properly uh, this is you know just something that's it's everybody's responsibility right mike that's right it is it's everyone's responsibility um you know, it's it, littering is awful, and uh, it's you know you can always ask for the, you know you can always ask for no bag when you go into a gas station and you buy uh, you know something. So um, it, it's just something that's going to take everyone's uh, you know efforts to to keep our highways clean and uh, securing a load is a very important uh, issue with us as well. You know, we we have several campaigns to remind everyone to secure their load. We've got a lot of trucks moving across the state at all times, so it's really important to keep that load secure. It's it's, it's a safety issue first and foremost. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, be sure, you know, if you've got friends and family that travel and keep stuff in the back of their truck to remind them that, 
yeah, this can be a safety issue, not just a, you know, a beautification issue, but a safety issue as well. Mike, you touched a little bit on earlier some of the the safety. I know you we see the signs that say speeding fines are doubled in work zones, and if that's not enough of a deterrent, you know, if someone just stood outside while a racing car, you know, went by, you would feel how much power and how much whoosh and pressure. Remind us a little bit about how we can be safer for the folks who are picking up litter or the mowing crews or uh, thank you very much the the people who are actually doing the repair work yeah so the, uh, the best thing you can do is to simply drive slow um, and, and like you said speeding fines are doubled in a lot of our work zones um, I think all of them so uh, yeah it's it's a sign that if you see work zone signs or you know barrels or anything like that it's a sign to slow down that was the slogan of this year's national work zone awareness week which uh, the governor uh, governor Reeves signed in to he, this is our first one to do um, in Mississippi he proclaimed that work zone awareness week in Mississippi uh, April 11th through 15th and uh, yeah just pay attention uh, avoid distractions slow down um, move into the open lane if you can and uh, just keep your distance uh, you know rear end crashes are extremely common in work zones um, as you know traffic can kind of come to a stop uh, pretty quick inside a work zone um, so just be sure to maintain extra space between you and your vehicle uh, or your vehicle and the one in front of you um, at all times and also you can research your route so uh, before you get on the road just check out in.traffic.com. You can find out if you're going to be going through a work zone. You can maybe even avoid having to go through it uh, and, and see any detours that we have available. But the most important things you can do are pay attention, eyes on the road, um, especially in work zones, and uh, avoid distractions. So uh, it's unfortunately become a major issue today uh, with cell phone use. But there's also other distractions as well, like eating and drinking and messing with radios and GPS devices and that kind of thing. So we understand it's, you know, it's a part of today's culture and. Uh, it's kind of hard to, you know, I mean, if you're traveling somewhere and you're using your phone for a GPS, but there's all kinds of handheld, uh, you know, hands-free devices that you can use. And uh, there's ways around, to, you know, to, to there's ways you can avoid driving distracted. So um, it, this is, again, for your safety, for the motorist safety, um, in addition to our workers. We've got a number of calls. Let's go first to Todd in Jackson. Todd, we're so glad you've called in to autocorrect today when we've got Mike Flood from MDOT. What's your comment or question? Uh, it's just a quick question. I'm wondering about uh, city and uh, MDOT partnerships, if they exist, for intercity portions or intra, I guess is the word I should use, intra-city portions of major state highways. I'll use uh, Highway 49 in Jackson, which is, you know, Medgar Evers, and it's in right. terrible shape. But we got others, and I'm just wondering, is it totally the city's responsibility when they may not have the funds to, to handle a major section of a highway that's a state highway as well? That is correct. Uh, it, it can get kind of complicated uh, when you start, um, you know, but but a good rule of thumb is, like you said, Medgar Evers uh, Boulevard, that would be a uh, locally maintained street. Once it becomes Highway 49 again, um, that is where MDOT takes in uh, maintenance and, you know, uh, maintains it and keeps it up to speed. But yes, funding issues are not only a problem at MDOT, but they're a problem with all kinds of agencies, uh, you know, local, state, federal, I mean, you name it. Um, so, uh, you know, it's just, it's different everywhere. But uh, but yes, uh, if it is a, if it, typically if it is a named street, most of the time it is gonna be a local entity that maintains it. And if it is a numbered highway or interstate, um, then it would be an MDOT, like in most cases, an MDOT road. Uh, yeah, for instance, uh I-55 goes through the city of Jackson, but you guys maintain that. 
Um, that is correct. Uh, yes. But 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 if it's uh, it, I'd like to say even though it's a state highway like Medgar Evers is inside the city, then it becomes a city problem instead of just an inbound problem. That is correct. Yes, and we and okay. we do have a great relationship with the city of Jackson. Uh, they uh, the city of Jackson's enforcement officers were a big help for us when we had the uh, the I twenty shutdown a few weeks ago. They helped us during the shutdown. Shutdown in interstate, especially one like I twenty here in Jackson, can be very complicated and uh you know it can it can be an ordeal so having their support it's it's important for us to have their support they help us um a lot with the closures and you know accidents as well um uh, shout out jpd they, they do a great job from from my view here at mdot and uh, we are greatly appreciative to them Hey, Todd, send us an email to our address, auto at mpbonline.org. I'm going to send you some MPB swag because I heard your turn signal. (laughs) I'm so glad you're using your turn signal. (laughs) Thanks for calling in. Our email address where you can send questions is auto at mpbonline.org. We're discussing the Mississippi Department of Transportation between your MDOT questions. What's in the news? I'm going to tell you next. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. Hi, I'm Jason Klein from Fix It 101. If you ever thought about changing the doorknob or fixing a leaky faucet, some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. When you look at your vehicle, think of MPB. Need to get rid of your ride? Donate it by calling 877-MPB-4-CAR. Need to have some work done on your truck? Listen to AutoCorrect Thursdays at 10, Saturdays at 11. An MPB license plate reminds you that MPB is with you wherever you go. Go to your county office and ask for an MPB car tag. MPB and cars, better together. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Coach Charlie Melton, retired from Clinton High School's Automotive Technology Program, is our usual host. He's on vacation this week. I am Liz Gill. We hope that you have downloaded our app for your smartphone, the MPB Public Media app. You don't even have to move to on-demand to listen to AutoCorrect. AutoCorrect is on the front screen of the app underneath that support button where you can contribute to Mississippi Public Broadcasting. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11 a.m. So in the news, uh, the F-150 Lightning was unveiled at the New York International Audio Show this week, and Ford CEO Jim Farley announced... We've already, we're already pushing dirt in Blue Oval City, Tennessee, for another electric pickup truck that's different from this one. So there's going to be multiple electric pickup trucks from Ford. Um, we're talking with Mike Flood from MDOT. M- Mike, uh, what, uh, what kind of ride do you ride, or do you like going to car shows? Oh gosh, I, I drive a Jeep, uh, a Jeep uh, Compass that I love, and yeah, I mean, I'm, 
you know, uh, I love that I come on this show because I'm really not that knowledgeable about vehicles, but uh, I know a lot about the roads that the vehicles travel on. So um, our roads are the, yeah, you know, the, or, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of roads. <laughs> well, and we are so glad. So if you want to ask a question of our road expert, email us your questions, auto at mpbonline.org. Let's go to Philadelphia and talk with Jimmy. Jimmy, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect today. What's your comment and question? Good morning. Uh, I'm concerned about how the grass gets so tall along state highways. Specifically, uh, where I pull off my road onto the state highway is the hill with minimal vision over that hill, and the grass is not mowed by the state often enough. So... So what's the, what's the deal there? What's, yeah, so, uh, what's going um, on? Yeah. Well, you know, in, in every part of the state, we've got, uh, you know, different, um, you know, plans for attacking the mowing issue. And uh, unfortunately, you know, there, there's just so much ground that our crews can cover. We've got limited resources. We've got uh, limited workers here at MDOT. We have, a, you know, um, we have an issue keeping uh, workers here uh, due to the amount um, that they make. So. We, uh, you know, we, we do, I, I can promise you, every every district here at MDOT does the best that they can to uh, to keep the grass down, um, especially when it becomes a, a site issue, um, you know, a sight line issue for, for drivers. So um, if you want to, please let us know. Uh, you can reach out to me directly. Um, you can call our public affairs office and ask to speak with me. And uh, if, you, if you see any, uh, you know, any tall grass that is impacting sight lines, uh, you know, I'll be glad to let those crews know that and, and we'll make it a priority. Um, you know, safety is our priority it always will be always has been always will be and uh you know yeah we, we take you know any kind of call like that very serious and uh it gets addressed immediately it at least gets looked at immediately mike you know you talk about your your shortage of workers did i hear some obscene number like y'all are hiring three you have 300 job openings or something like that you did. Yes, that is correct. Uh, I, I don't know the exact amount, but we're, we're constantly hiring here at MDOT. So if you're if you're looking for a gig, uh, it's a great place to work. I can attest to that. So we've got great leadership in place now. Our executive director, Brad White, is doing an amazing job. He's uh, he's he's got a great relationship with legislators and uh, you know, in our, our commission. I mean, they, they do an amazing job as well. We've got three commissioners, um, which is kind of unique to transportation departments. Um, you know, each commissioner uh, is over. Um, we have one up north, one in the central district, and one in the southern district. So um, they're there. We, the reason we have three is so they can know these areas, and uh, so you, the public, can have some, you know, an office to go to. Uh, you know, they're they're there to for you to you know to to voice uh, concerns and opinions and that kind of thing. Uh, and they all, you know, they're very passionate. I mean, Commissioner Simmons, yesterday we just had a groundbreaking on a local project in uh, Crystal Springs for a multi-use pathway that's. Uh, you know, it's just it's a it's you know it's a it's a smaller project. It's it's mainly just for bikes and pedestrians, but uh, you know it is um, you know it's it's a great project and it's um it's it, we love doing these kind of uh, projects. It's, it is a local project. MDOT just facilitates the funds for these, but um, you know it's um, we're very, you know always involved with any kind of road project, even a pedestrian road, and uh, you know they great, really improve our communities and 
um, you know, bring people together. Uh, we, we do prioritize safety and connectivity. So it's, uh, it's an honor to be able to connect a community, you know, through a multifaceted trail like that in Crystal Springs and uh, just allow everyone there to bike and walk and enjoy each other. So that's what it's all about. Yeah, I saw the, the media release for that, and that does look like a, a fantastic, it's going to be a fantastic uh, uh, venue for Crystal Springs people to, to get out and enjoy our gorgeous nature in Mississippi. So, Mike, I will get uh, fr- from y'all the, the website for, for jobs, <laughs> because not everybody's an office worker, and getting That's out right. and enjoying our state and, you know, getting, you know, maybe you don't know what you want to do. This this might be a, a good fit for a lot of people. We'll make sure we have the information about the jobs on the information for this show. Let's go now to Oxford and speak with Chico. Chico, we're so glad you've called in today. We've got Mike Flood today from MDOT answering our Mississippi transportation questions. What's up with you? Uh, good morning, Mr. Flood. I've, I've got a question that's been gnawing at me for years. Yes, sir. Um, you know, we've got I-22 that runs from Memphis to the Alabama state line. And I realize that's a federal highway. But, you know, in, in 1977, when we lost Elvis Presley, the legislature appropriately named Highway 78, which, when Elvis was a teenager, Vernon and Gladys drove him from Tupelo to Memphis and he went on to change the world and the legislature appropriately named that highway the Elvis Aaron Presley Memorial Highway so when I-22 opened up that the old Highway 78 course went into lot less use and I've been wondering ever since did I-22 automatically become the Elvis Aaron Presley Memorial Highway or is the old 78 still that and if that's the case, how can we get it changed over to I-22 and get some signs up where visitors will see that? Gosh, uh, for the first time on the show, I think I'm stumped. Um, so, yeah, you know, that um, that area, uh, I can I can answer your second question um, on how to get the name changed. Uh, there is a process for... Um, for updating our, um, you know, our, the names of our highways, and that goes through uh, local legislators. So, um, if you know, if you have a, a family member or you know Elvis Presley or someone that you would like to, to you know, check into getting a name, uh, a road named after, then yeah, you would need to contact your local legislators. And then um, once it goes through, you know, a few phases of that, then it goes to our uh, transportation commission, and uh, and that's kind of where it's decided there. So. Um, Hopefully that answers your question. Uh, you know, I, I'm, uh, if not, feel free to reach out to me directly, and we'll we'll get it answered. Thank you, Chico. Well, that's what I figured. That's what I figured. But I was wondering, will would the state legislators be able to name I-22 something since that's the federal deal? That is right. Uh, yeah. So our, our state, um, you know, our, our we have a great relationship with uh, Federal Highway uh, Administration, FHWA. So we work closely with them, and uh, I'm sure both would have an involvement. You are right. It being an interstate, it is a federal, you know, it, it's a federal road since it's an interstate. But uh, MDOT does maintain it, and we are in charge of, you know, keeping it open and keeping it safe. So um, I would say most of the work would be on the state in that situation, but we would have to work with uh, the feds as well. Well, I sure do appreciate it, and I encourage y'all all to listen to some Elvis Presley today. Oh, yes, sir. I'm a big Elvis fan here. Thanks, Chico. Right on. 
Thank you, Chico. Let's go. Now we're going to go to Port Gibson from Oxford to Port Gibson and talk with Deborah. Deborah, we're glad you've called in today. What's your comment or question for Mike Flood from MDOT? Yes, Mr. Flood. I would yes, like ma'am. to know if there could be some speed limit signs put up from Port Gibson to Patterson on Highway 547. Highway 547? Okay, what's, what's the speed limit now? The, there are no speed limits here, but I know the speed limit is 55 for most of these country roads going through. Mm-hmm. But in some sections, uh, there were some 45 uh, speed limit signs there, but we have none right now coming from uh, the, uh, uh, the the city limits of Port Gibson all the way straight to the city limits of Patterson. I wonder where they went. Mike, where did someone stole your speed limit signs, Mike? Uh, yeah, we'll have to look into that. So our traffic engineer, we have an entire division here, traffic engineering division, that um, they go by the MUTCD or manual and uniform traffic control devices. We call it the Highway Bible. Um, they, uh, you know, we, we go by the book in this kind of thing. So um, any speed limit is determined by this book. And, uh, you know, it, it comes down to all kinds of factors, traffic counts mainly, um, you know, uh, uh, there's other factors as well, like intersections and stoplights and that kind of thing. But, uh, but yes, uh, it, and then we work with local law. We can't enforce the speed issue, so uh, MDOT is we're not we do we do not have an enforcement division, so we we can you know not enforce speeding, but uh, we can certainly look into getting some uh, some additional signs up there. Um, I know just the uh, folks to to relay this to, and uh, you know there there's certain criteria as well that they have to meet um, at, for where to place these signs. It's um you know they do everything directly by the book. So if there if there is ever a missing sign or something does not seem up to you know up to your standards i can assure you that that is not the case that um you know these guys are the most competent our traffic engineers the most competent um engineers that i've worked with here and um anytime i check in with them about something like this they're on it immediately they know exactly where i'm talking about um and uh they're out there that day checking it out and most of the time you know 99 percent of the time it's 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 up to it's up to standards but yes i mean every now and then we will lose a sign and someone from the public like you will notify us and uh and we're very appreciative of that so if in doubt please let us know just like uh, she just did and we will get it checked out immediately deborah you just made something happen thank you for calling in thank you we're discussing Mississippi Department of Transportation and taking your MDOT questions. You can send us an email with your questions just anytime. Auto at mpbonline.org. We've got a new car review from Casey Williams coming up. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. a new car review from Casey Williams. It's Auto Casey on AutoCorrect. In the past, you could get a BMW coupe that was luxurious, or you could get one that's tuned for the track. But it was rare to get one that was focused on both. Well, the car we have this week does. It's a 2022 BMW M4 Competition. The outside, extremely aggressive design. It still has the big nostril grill that I'm not sure I've warmed up to just quite yet, but looks good with the black slats, the lower front fascia. It looks very aggressive right for the track. 
19 inch alloy wheels in the front, 20 inches in the back. The roof is carbon fiber, so that lightens the weight, makes it a little stiffer, and also looks pretty cool too. Inside, pure luxury. Heated and ventilated leather seats, although they have big bolsters for holding you in during track days, carbon fiber trim, flat screen instruments, and a 16 speaker Harman Kardon audio system. Of course, has all the safety systems. Under the hood, it's a three liter twin turbo inline six, delivers 503 horsepower. It'll rock it from zero to 60 in 3.4 seconds, but you can still get 16 miles per gallon city, 22 highway. Of course, as you imagine, all this comes at a price. The M4 Coupe starts at $72,000. This one ends at $95,845. See the full video on his YouTube channel, Auto Casey, and listen to AutoCorrect on the MPB Think Radio YouTube channel. Hi, I'm Walt Grayson. You can now listen to the wild, weird, and wonderful stories of Mississippi with Mile Marker. Slowly we started, you know, picking these turtles up and saving them. I'll stop traffic and grab one out of the road. And then our friends found out and our vet would call us. Join me as we hit the roads of Mississippi on Mile Marker. We are now a full-fledged, nonprofit turtle rescue. You can listen by going to mpbonline.org slash radio or by using your favorite podcasting app. Mile Marker, a Mississippi Roads podcast. This is AutoCorrect. If you haven't missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show on our website, autocorrect.mpbonline.org. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. I am Liz Gill. Our usual expert is Coach Charlie. Charlie Melton, ASE certified master technician, coaches on vacation, but last week he blew our minds. Here's Coach Charlie's tip of the week. You should never, ever tell the mechanic what's wrong with your vehicle. Oh, oh. Because they're going to fix what you tell them. Well, you didn't tell them to check the vehicle out. You told them to do this. You're going to come back, you're going to get your car, you're going to tell them it's doing the exact same thing. So you never tell a mechanic to do what you want done to the car. We could not believe that. That's Coach Charlie's tip, so goodness, that must be what we're supposed to do. We are so happy to have Mike Flood from MDOT Honest with us. He's been honest the whole show, taking your transportation questions. Hang on, Sue and Chuck. Let's talk about hurricane preparedness. You know, we may have some new listeners. Hi, I'm new to Mississippi. What does contraflow mean? So explain a little bit about uh, how they can know about hurricane preparedness. Y'all have a great guide. How can someone read the guide? Yes, uh, we, this hurricane evacuation guide is your one-stop shop to, to all hurricane preparedness. Um, it's the best thing you can do to get prepared. So you can get that guide at gomdot.com forward slash hurricanes. That's G-O-M-D-O-T dot com slash hurricanes. Contraflow information on there, radio coverage areas, evacuation routes, most importantly, um, all that kind of good stuff. If you, you know, just, I got a friend that just moved here from Chicago last fall. And, uh, you know, I would advise anyone that is new to Mississippi, uh, we're entering hurricane season to, be sure to look into this and download the app just to make sure you're prepared. Now, to keep everybody from going the same way, in the guide, each county has different evacuation routes that folks can read about. But the most important thing is not to go east-west. You want everybody going north, right? 
That is correct. Yeah. So that's what happens in a contraflow situation. Um, it's it's uh, it, it's mainly to assist uh, the state of Louisiana. We implement contraflow, which is a lane reversal for both I-59 and I-55 when it's requested by Louisiana and approved by the governor of Mississippi. So typically, it's a Category three, four, or five a hurricane that will cause a mandatory evacuation. Uh, you know, in, in the Gulf of Mexico um, and the New Orleans area. So. Uh, again, we've got all kinds of tips in that hurricane guide, um, the evacuation guide about contraflow um, specific to each area of the coast. So, um, yeah, please check it out and uh, make sure if you know anyone that just moved here, um, you know, or or even just if you, you know, it's, we update it every year. So it's important every year to, to check it out, download it. You can download it from this website directly and, um, you know, uh, and or just get uh, actual copies mailed to you. So be sure to check that out. And there are, I love it that there are some contact numbers on the evaluation guide. What were some of those uh, phone numbers if folks, you know, like to call people? That's right. Oh, that, glad you mentioned that. Another very important resource. Uh, we've got other DOTs uh, numbers listed on there. We've got Mississippi Highway Patrol, um, you know, MEMA, very important. We've got animal shelters. If you're an animal lover like myself, we've got all kinds of animal shelter uh, information on there, campsites, uh, lodging. You know, we've got an animal disaster hotline listed. So, um, you know, uh, uh, FEMA, we've got all kinds of numbers listed on there. So be sure to uh, check that out and uh, save it somewhere, you know, where you won't lose it. One thing that I like is that you can text the word shelter and your zip code to the number 43362. And it gives you a list of shelters within 200 miles of you. And 200 miles, it, that's, that's the whole length of Mississippi just about. That's right. So, yes, uh, Mississippi, it's, you know, it's, it's a big state. There's a lot of roads in Mississippi. It's very tight, you know. And, uh, yeah, so in a disaster situation like a hurricane, uh, it's important to kind of know uh, which way to go, where you're coming from. So uh, these in-state hurricane evacuation routes, they list you, you know, they, they can get you out of there from Jackson County, Harrison County, Hancock County, those bottom three counties. We've got um, evacuation routes from Highway 49 below Hattiesburg and uh, I-59 above Hattiesburg as well. So we've also got information if you're coming from Alabama or Louisiana. So if you don't live in Mississippi um, or if you live in one of our neighboring states or have friends or family that live in those neighboring states, um, you know, that would potentially be evacuating through Mississippi during a hurricane, it's important for them to have this information as well. We've, we've got a team here that works really hard on this. Katie Hornsby, our, our Southern District PIO, works really closely with, um, you know, with, with the District 6 and 7 down there and uh, to, to make sure that, you know, that we're on top of this. And we do contraflow drills, um, you know. When's uh, the drill? When's the next so drill? So we, we alternate. Um, we do, I don't know if we're doing, uh, I think last year we did 40, uh, 59, so this year would be 55. I could have that mixed up, but, uh, you know, being the Southern District, uh, I would have to check with my colleague, Katie Hornsby. But, uh, yes, we're, we're, our crews are always on top of it, and uh, we do these drills every uh, every year. So just to make sure that we're planned and, and ready to go in the, in the uh, you know, event of an evacuation. All right, real quick, uh, Chuck from Suburban Woodville, what's your comment or question for Mike from MDOT? Good morning, Liz, you beautiful thing, and good morning to you, Mr. Flood. Good morning. I have a question for you. There is a highway. It, it, It comes from Louisiana. It's Louisiana 967. And it runs up into Mississippi. As a matter of fact, Mississippi State Line is like two miles from my house. And it goes from Woodville, Mississippi, down to Jackson, Louisiana. 
Okay. That road is horrible. I okay. we all have complained to the uh, Wilkinson County police jury and everything, and they say, "Oh, that's state highway. We can't touch that." This road okay. needs to be con- this road needs to be condemned. I mean, every time you go up and down it, you see people on the side of the road. They've done tore up tires, done tore up wheels, and all. I mean, you can't drive over five miles an hour over. This road uh, needs a serious inspection and needs to be condemned. Okay, Four Chuck, let's let Mike. Uh, Mike, Mike, what uh, what do you need? Well, yeah, I'm trying to find the name of the road. I see a, a, a 547, a 61. Uh, do you know the name of the roadway? Is it a highway or a local road? When you turn, when you're coming out of Woodville, headed south, you come to the Farm Co-op and uh, uh, Mississippi Welcome Center, which is absolutely beautiful. Bob. Oh, uh, Chuck, I gotta stop you. We gotta, we gotta go. Uh, Mike, it's right on. It's on the Mississippi Evacuation Hurricane Map. It's right next to the Welcome Center, right south of Woodville. Mike, thank you so much for giving your time and being on the show today. We appreciate you so much. Of course, thank you. I'll come back anytime. This is, I love doing this. Thank you, Jay White. Thank you, Michelle McAdoo, for getting our show on. Coach Charlie Melton, Master Technician, will be back next time. I am Liz Gill. Thank you so much for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. We appreciate you and are so glad. Remember, you can always send us your questions by email. The address is auto at mpbonline.org. We check that and do check the information on our podcast, AutoCorrect from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. 